And we know that in this week's parish we've got many of the makas, many of the makas, and the gavaldig and nisim that the rabbi Shalom performed for Klal Yisrael of Mitzrayim. It came the time for Klal Yisrael to leave Mitzrayim. And the Posik details many times throughout this week's parasha about how stubborn Pare was. How stubborn he was. How he, how the Rabbani Shalom hardened his heart. Didn't pay attention to anything that was going on. Didn't look at all the details. Didn't see what was going on around him. And he kept in his stubbornness all the way until Makas Bechoyres. Until finally Pare gave up. Marcus Bechiris, next week, Parag gives up and it's all over. You know, it's interesting as you go through this week and you find that the Torah uses two very different Lashonis that mean basically the same thing, but there are two different ways of saying it. And as you go through the parish, many people don't even realize it because we sort of translate it the same, but I want to discuss that Nakuda. Sometimes you'll find <coughs> the Pasuk tells us the Yechazak laid Paroi. Paroi strengthens, hardens his heart. And sometimes you find the Yachbeid laid Paroi. Again, we translate it the same thing. Hardens his heart. And throughout the parasha we find that Paroi is totally always hardening and hardening. The Rabbani Shalom, the Rechaim, the Ramban, Kiyaduah, the Mepharshim, explain what's the Pshat. How is it fair that the Rabbani Shalom hardens Paroi's heart? And doesn't do shuba. Well, the power can have a taina. I ain't shaman the Ramban. But Lachayra, what is the difference between Vayachazak Leib Paroi and Vayachbe Leib Paroi? So there's a Malbim, Kabaldig a Malbim, that opens up the Sugya in a very interesting way. The Malbim says, says like this Says the Malbim that when the Torah says Vayachazak, what does it mean? It means he strengthened himself in the Shita. Not to be scared of by the makas, to stand strong, and not listen to the Rabbani Shalom. Whereas, continues the Malbim, when the Torah uses, that means something different. That means, that his heart became heavier, became weaker. It became heavier with pachad, Russian kovid. And therefore it was heavier to change his mind, heavier to change the situation. Meaning true, as the Malbim explains, it started off as a laziness. He didn't want to send out Klali's soul. Nah, let them continue their work. He was lazy. He didn't want to change his mind. He wanted to do his own thing. He wanted to have life his own way. But when he continued to do it, it became his shita. It became his way of life. And then it was too late. It was too late to change his mind. And then he was gone too far. That was why, for example, if you go to the end of this week's parasha, the last two psukim in the parasha, it's very, very interesting. Perek test, Pasuk Lamed Dalad and Pasuk Lamed Hei. V'yar parai ki chodal hamoto v'haborot v'akoylet v'yosef lachtoi v'yach beid liboi hu v'avodov. Next Pasuk. V'yach hazak leib parai v'leishilach hazbnei yisrok ha'shadibah Hashem ha'yad Moshe. Unbelievable. Here we have two l'shaynas. Why? Because at this stage at Borod, there are two things that were stopping Pari. Number one was Bayechazik, Bayechazak. That was the Azus, the Apikosus. He didn't want to change his way. 
and also was the vayachbeit, the heaviness, the laziness. Both of those things were stopping him. And Rabbi said, the Malbim is revealing to us that this was Parah's weakness. In every Makkah, as we go from the beginning of the parasha, throughout the Makkahs, the wonderful, amazing plagues that the Ramban says in next week's parasha were brought upon the world, created specifically to show us a moon and betachen in the Rabbani Shalaylam. Came every Makkah, and Parah prevented himself from giving in to Moshe and giving in to Aaron, even when he knew clearly that it came from the Rabbani Shalaylam. And there was no question that even when the Torah tells us in Perichas Posek Tezvav that his people, Parah's own people, the people close to him, his biggest advisors came and said, Etzma Lekimi, this is God. This is the God of the Jews. It's obvious. It's in front of your face. You can basically see God. Parah said, no way. He, he saw it. He saw when he came to the, when he came to Machas Debe. What happened by Debe? As the Posek tells us in Perichas, he sent his people, have a look. Did Klali Saul get suffering from this as well? No. Perfectly only on the Egyptians. The Jews suffered nothing. It was so clear it was Yad Hashem. But Paro refused to do anything about it. He sunk too deep. It was already too late. How is it possible for a person to see in life so clearly that something is the MS and miss the boat? Just miss the boat. It's an unbelievable thing. Again, Rebbeim Chasman brings this down as well. That Makas Deva was so clear to him. He saw that only the Egyptians were suffering. Klali Yisrael were living as normal. What does that show? That shows the MS of the market. Shows the MS that when Moshe Rabbeinu says something, my God is going to do something. It happened. It was in front of Paris face. He saw it. It was right there. Didn't didn't do anything. How does that happen? How do you see the MS and ignore it when it's blatantly sticking out in your face? And Rabbi said the Torah is telling us an unbelievable yesoid in our own lives. The Torah is telling us how human psychology is. What is the keva? What is the nature of a human being? I'll give you an example. You have two people making it. They're fighting. Not physically. They're arguing about something. He says this. He says that. And they're arguing one to the other. And each one is proving his point. And one guy proves without any shadow of a doubt that he is correct. That's it, he's got proof. Nowadays, you know, Google it. Say no. Okay, you won. You're right. As I state, as I state. He won. But he keeps on going. You ever saw that? Two guys are fighting. One guy proved his point. He's so right. And everybody around is like, he won. And the other guy's still fighting. He keeps on going. He's still arguing. And you're like, what are you doing? You lost the fight, it's all over. This is what's going on over here in Pari. Pari saw so clearly that it was MS. Whatever Moshe Rabbeinu said, B'Shem Mirabbeinu came true to the exact moment. And yet, he kept on going. He saw, and it was precisely when he saw that he was wrong, and Moshe and Aaron are still going, he kept on fighting. He didn't give up because he didn't see it. It blinded him. And that's the lesson for us. You know, sometimes we're so immersed in our own shitas, in our own tithers, in our own yetzahoras. We refuse to see the MS. And someone will prove it to us. Uh, hello, that's wrong what you're doing. But we're so immersed in our own shitas that what we do is correct. It's so harsh of. 
That we can, we can see it, it's right there, but we ignore it. Maybe I have to go to the chasana. It's a mitzvah, what do you mean? If I'm not there, I don't know if the chasana is going to even going to be able to get married without me being there by the chuppah. It's very important, mamish, a mitzvah. Base mitzvah chasana. I have to go. It's mamish chasana, if you understand, I'm going to miss three days and come back completely, you know, dead for the rest of this month. No, but it's a mitzvah. But you're wrong. Sometimes you have to go to a chasna. True. You have to weigh it up and realize that you're so involved in your own nikias, in your own tithes, in your own wants, in your own shitas, that you're just like parai. The emes is in front of you. Someone showed it to you. Doesn't bother you. And you ask a person, how are you doing? Perfect. I'm great. Really? You're great? You're perfect? Anything needs to change? You know, I, I, I've done this before. You sit with someone. How are you doing? Great. Everything good? Yeah, everything's great. Anything you want to change? Nah, I'm perfect the way I am. Really? Really? You honestly believe that? You can show them in their lives how they're not, but they believe they are. That's Paris' mistake, Rabbi say. That was Paris' mistake. It's like, in a time of war, somebody runs to Eretz Yisrael. He's never been to Eretz Yisrael in his life. And he arrives in Eretz Yisrael for the first time and he starts working the land. He gets a job as a farmer. He buys some land and he starts working. And they say to him, I want to tell you something. There's something called Trumas and Maisa. There's something called Peya. There's, you know, there's Halachas, Shmita, Orla. There's all... He's like, huh? <laughs> I, I never saw this by my parents. It's very cute. I don't need any more hummus in my life. What do you mean? But that's Because he's so into his ways that he's not willing to change. You know, somebody once called me, he says to me, he says to me, you know, the halacha is the halacha, and we're not going to go into the halacha now, but he talks about the halacha of salting vegetables on Shabbos. So he says to me, yeah, I'm very makbid on it, but my in-laws are not makbid on it. I said, what does that mean, they're makbid on it? It's not a choice. Something that we didn't see, something that doesn't make sense to us. Somebody says, someone called me up recently, he says he was in a shul of Chosavitz. They picked out a safe in English on Hilcha Shabbos. And it said the halacha over there, which they didn't like because they'd never heard it before. And they said, oh, this safe is a little rubbish. Because it didn't make sense to them. So if it doesn't make sense to me, then it doesn't make sense. Rabbi said that exactly was Paris' mistake. He sunk deeper and deeper in his old shitas. In how he saw life, the way he wanted to see it, it was too late already for him to go back. I mean, we see this example, the stipler. When he brings, the stipler brings Kavaldiga Medrash, which we all know. On this week's parasha, but by the Makot Svadeya, which the Medrash already says, where the Medrash tells us that really Rashi already brings it, it was, all, it was only one frog. And they hit it, and out came thousands and thousands. And every time they hit it, more and more. And you have to ask yourself the question, ask the stipler, okay, so stop hitting it. If you realize that every time you hit it, more and more come out, so stop. The answer is, no, you're so involved. You know you're wrong. You, you know deep down that you're wrong. But do it anyway. And just do it anyway. I'm in the mood. That's what we do. That's what we do in our own lives sometimes. We don't... We, I'll give you an emotic example, I say. But, you know, we're working... Shavivim, Kedusha, Saper. Talk about Lashon Horem, It's Hashem. The mornings. I want to mention the emotic I heard this from a dying here in Yushalayim. About a number of years ago. Kabbal he says to me like this. He said he was sitting in Bastin. And there was a, it was a basting situation going on, right? There were two neighbors that were fighting. Two neighbors that were fighting. 
And there were two men who were representing the family. One man from his apartment, one man from his apartment. And they were arguing about an air conditioning unit that was placed in the wrong place. It was bothering one of the neighbors. The noise by the window of the bedroom. He wanted to move it. They went to Basin to force the other guy to move it. Okay. But, you know, it got heated. And at one stage, it became really heated. And they were arguing back. If you don't do it, and you don't do it, and you do this noise, and I hear your kids. and the, You know, they were arguing. In Basin. The dying was telling me he was sitting on the Basin. He says to me, at one point, unbelievable, at one point, the guy gets up and says to his neighbor, the other guy, who he's challenging, he says, listen here, listen here, if you don't move that air conditioning unit in one week, my wife has a group with all the women of the neighborhood, and they sit and they learn Shmiras Haloshan, they have once a week get together. I'm going to make sure my wife tells all of them. How mean you are being, and what are you doing to me? And the dime is like, hello? Did you realize what you just said? Yeah, because we don't realize it, because we think we're right. And we do it with so many things in our lives. We think we're right. The way we see life is the correct way. We spoke about this a few weeks ago. Until someone points it out that may be wrong. The Messilis Yishorim gives us the marshal of somebody in a maze. Oh, a real human maze. Ever saw that before where you're actually in the maze? And you're walking around and you get lost. And after two and a half hours, I think like, I think I'm lost. And there's a guy in this big tower who can oversee you. And he says to you, and he goes to the loudspeaker, he goes on the rum call and he says, hey, if you just go left and up. And he says, whoa, 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 just leave me alone. I'm good. He was obviously a man, right? A man doesn't want to take instructions from nobody. So he says, no, leave me alone. I'm good. I don't need from you. He's showing you the way. No, I know better. My boy said, that was Paro's mistake. The way he saw it, it was Emmas was in front of his face. It was so clear. But he missed the boat. And many times we do exactly the same thing. We miss the boat because we think that we're right. Let me just, Rabbi said, just end with one last Kavalda Gazach, which shows this and proves this point. Imagine if somebody has a store where he sells gold. He sells gold in his store, he does tremendously well. He makes a, a Gavaldi Panasa from selling gold. Until the price of gold goes down and people start not interested in it anymore. It, it, it doesn't mean anything to them. He's walking in the street, he's very, very upset. Somebody says to him, hey, what's the matter? He says, well, you know, I used to do well, I used to make a good parnasa from gold. Nobody's interested. He said, listen here, I've got a good idea for you, copper. Copper's a great idea, everyone's into copper these days. Buy copper, and you will see, you'll make a great parnasa. The guy says, well, copper... Oh, I understand you. I, I've never sold copper before. It doesn't make any sense. Nobody ever came. No, 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 one, you know, no one's going to buy copper for me. He says, no, no, no. That's because you only you sold gold. If you buy copper, then people will buy it from you. He says, you don't understand. I've never sold copper. Nobody ever walked into my store saying, can I please buy copper? Can I sell gold? The emiss was in front of him. It was so obvious. But he just missed it. My boy said, the Yosoyo this week's parasha is... Don't learn from the mistake of Paroi. Don't think that the way you see something is the right way necessarily. And sometimes the MS is right in front of you. It's so clear, the right thing to do, but you miss it. And sometimes you need help showing you which direction to go. Don't push away that help from people who know, from people who have more experience, from people who understand better, who have gone through life more than you. Don't always think you know because that was Paroi's mistake. We should learn the lesson and not fall into the same mistake of Paris.